Welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, science fiction, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you're listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the Lord of the Rings Amazon series, the one everyone has been talking about for years, has finally gotten a name and a release date. And the name is The Rings of Power, and the release date is September 2nd of this year, 2022. And boy, finally, there's a really cool trailer out that we'll put the link in the description up there, of course. But the trailer I just found out is all practical effects. What's the difference between practical and real? So there's like CGI, right? And when you watch the trailer, initially, I thought this is CGI because everything is CGI, right? Right. But they did this whole behind the scenes thing for the teaser trailer where they showed they were doing all of the effects for like the smelting process for making these rings of power. And they like did it all practically. Huh? So they're actually smelting metal like for real. Yeah. And they filmed all of it and you know, they filmed it all really up close and it looks super cool. And I think that the reason that they did that is because it was kind of this nod saying, we're going to try to do as much of this with practical real effects as we can. Wow. Because remember what happened with the Hobbit? Oh Yeah. We switched from, you know, the Lord of the Rings is this huge undertaking, this giant. They like built Helm's Deep. Right. <laughs> they built everything. They did yeah. all the, co- and they were meticulous about everything. And with The Hobbit, they just did it all in a green screen and lots and lots of CGI and cut a bunch of corners. And I just think it's really cool that they went the extra mile with just the teaser trailer. And so hopefully they'll go the extra mile with the show. And it seems like the show is going to be about the making of the Rings of Power and what an awesome idea for a show. I'm so excited for it. I am so excited, too. I'm glad that you mentioned um, that there's a trailer out. I had no idea that there was a trailer out. And then the fact that they're doing practical effects, which sound like just actual effects. I'm sure they probably spruce it up and like change the contrast and make it a little shinier and stuff. But they did a similar thing in the final or the third Star Wars, right? Where they decided to make Yoda a puppet again. But I just really liked how they switched back to and kind of gave us that old school feeling of just that puppet, you know, very cool. Did you ever watch The Dark Crystal, the movie from the 1980s? The Jim Henson movie? No, why does that sound so familiar? Oh, wow. It's one of my favorite fantasy movies. I love it so much. But they put out a new TV show on Netflix a couple of years back called The Dark Crystal. I think it's called Age of Resistance. And I mean, it was a mix of puppets and CGI. There's obviously a lot more CGI than there would have been in the 80s. But they did it all with puppets again. And it's just so huh. cool when studios go that extra mile. They they really put the effort in and you can see it on the screen. So if you're going to do it, do it right. Do it right. And I'm looking at the I'm looking at a picture of The Dark Crystal. It looks it's very reminiscent of like Willow, like that time period, you know? Oh, it's like Willow on the worst acid you've ever taken. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, obviously, like Chad, that's that's uh, homework. Or yeah. Go watch the Dark I, feel, I almost feel like I have. Like I'm looking at it and I'm like, there's like this little. Miss it's a classic. Looking... Yeah, dude, I feel I probably have when I was younger. Watch it again. When I was a young pup. I should watch it again. Is it scary? Will it give me nightmares? It's weird. <laughs> it looks super weird. It's a weird Do you remember like the uh, the animated Hobbit? That movie oh, yeah. was terrifying. Like I watched it when I was like eight, and it was scary. I watched it a couple months ago. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. It is really good. Oh, what have you been up to this week? Um, well, I just finished. So I've been doing this historical fiction phase, and I read this book called Bones of the Hills by Con Igulden, who has probably the coolest name of any author. Yeah. Just Con Igulden. He's writing about Genghis Khan. So like how apropos Con Igulden. 
it is very good. The Mongols were so impressive. As I've stated before, I love, I'm a sucker for large scale warfare and like good strategy. And they are masters of it. There's this Shah, this huge army coming over from uh, the Middle East lands, and they outnumber the Mongols 10 to 1. They've got elephants, and they should have won. And Genghis Khan just outstrategies them. He outmaneuvers them, and it is so crazy what those guys could do from horseback thousands of years ago. That sounds really cool. Pretty brutal. Once they take over an area, they get like a 24-hour just run amok and, and rage and burn, and, and you know, it's not, not a good thing. So it gets a little brutal sometimes, but it is very interesting, and, and he is a master at his craft. Have you read a book called Gates of Fire by Stephen Pressfield? No. Uh, it might be right up your alley. It's about the Battle of Thermopylae. One of the best habits that I've ever started was using the notepad in my phone to record books, shows, and movies. Because you have like 15 of these conversations throughout the course of the week. And then on the weekend, when you're like sitting there trying to watch something, you spend, what, 45 minutes, an hour, just like looking through Netflix, being like, what should I watch? Now I just have this list. I just pull it up. Boom. Done. And we should have an episode where we dig through our notes apps and oh. I like roll over and wake up in the middle of the night and just write stuff down in my notes. Then I wake up the next morning and it's just gibberish. It's, just... <laughs> <laughs> it's like man stuck to ice flow. I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Good book idea. Really... Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man, I have so many book ideas on my phone that are just we'll do an episode. Yeah, that'd be a fun episode. That would too. be if I have like business ideas, stand up comedy ideas. And then like I have one note just in just titled fire bars. <laughs> so, you know, when you're like freestyling, you just think of something that's like super sick. When one is freestyling. <laughs> yeah, when one is freestyling. Yeah. <laughs> that's rather that's cool that you're going down the historical fiction route. It's been really cool. So I did the Aztec thing last week, then I did um um the Mongol thing this week, and then there's some Roman books that I really want to get into that I might pick up next week. But what have you been up to this week? Haven't been reading as much as I usually do. Got the podcast and I've been revising a book that I've been writing and that's been taking up a huge chunk of my time. But I started a new nonfiction book called Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. And it's a really, really popular book, but basically it just goes from humans a hundred thousand years ago when we kind of broke off from Neanderthals and Homo erectus and Homo sapiens were like the dominant humans on the planet. And then it goes all the way from there to where we're at now. And it's just this big, giant history lesson. It's written really, really well. It's like 400 pages, but it, it doesn't feel really, really dense. It's just a fun, easy book. Just good pacing. Yeah, and really informative. I mean, within the first few pages, I felt like I learned something and I still feel like I'm learning stuff. So it's kind of like my bedside table right before bed. I'll knock out like 30, 40 pages of it. And if I keep reading for too long, it'll put me to sleep because nonfiction always puts me to sleep. Yeah, me too. I'm also, I'm still reading Children of Time. I'm going to finish that in the next couple of days and it is just carrying my brain to shreds. It's so good. That was the one that you hyped hard last week, right? Very hard. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I still, thought about that a few times. I was like, oh, I'm going to read that. It's so good. It's 600 pages and it doesn't feel like 600 pages. And I'm also almost done with the second Fablehaven book. It's pretty good. Yeah, definitely going to finish the series, but it's like my back burner series. Like I pick it up now and then and I, I always know what's going on and it's not a very complicated plot or anything. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it, but it's mm. it's pretty good. It's good enough that I want to finish the series. I got to tell you about this awesome book that I've been reading. Don't know if you've heard about it. Um, it's called Anji Kills a King. <laughs> and it's written by this super sexy man. He's just like his name rhymes with Bevan. 
Icom. <laughs> Dude, but I've been reading your book. It's very good. I like it a lot. Folks, I feel bad because I'm just teasing everybody because it's not out yet. They don't even, I'm recommending a book that they literally cannot read, but. Just so everybody knows, I sent Chad a beta copy uh, for him to beta read. Thank you for getting started on that, Chad. I appreciate it. Dude, and I'm beta fish swimming my way through it. I love it. It is very good. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah, this is the first time we've actually ever talked about it. I appreciate that. Your writing style is a really cool mixture of inside and outside perspective. Like you kind of go from like what's happening around and then you suck inside of her brain where she's like counting things. The first chapter is really well done because you have this paste. It's almost like to a beat. Right. There's like a she's counting and I won't ruin it for anybody when, when it does come out and she's counting something and then a bunch happens between each count. And it's just like a really cool flow progression. And I'm I'm really enjoying it, dude. Cheers. That's so cool to hear because, yeah, it is a it's a kind of revised first draft and sending it out even to a really good friend is definitely nerve wracking. But I feel like it's a pretty clean draft. Like, I'm really proud of it. Dude, well, the fact that you're saying that is crazy because you're the most self-critical person <laughs> I know. <laughs> you wrote two other books that you didn't want to send me, even though I was like, send them to me. But you're like not proud enough of those. Yeah, they were like practice books. I mean, I liked the plot well enough, but I, they were just really uneven. The whole concept of a practice book. Yeah, it's just like a seven-month practice book. <laughs> like, what? Yeah, they were practice books. And, and you know, I mean, um, maybe someday I'll take them out the drawer and dust them off and try it again and rework some stuff. But this book in particular, I'm really excited about. And I'm really excited for everybody to get a crack at it. And I don't know if it's going to go down the traditional publishing route or if I'll do it self-published or whatever, but people will be reading this for sure. Absolutely. Well, they're going to be doing it with us because we're absolutely going to do a read-along book. I wonder how you'll be with a, it'll be interesting to do like a read-along with the author reading along. <laughs> I think we should. Yeah. Like should, I'm yeah. super into it because it's only, I mean, this, uh, and she kills a king, which I think really is going to be the title. It might not be, I don't know. Maybe if I get an editor or I'm on a, publisher or something they'll tell me the title has to change but mm -hmm. um i think this one for sure is i feel i feel the most confident about like what i'm trying to say the pacing the characters and i just try to i try to keep it all like as punchy as possible you know like that's like yeah your pacing is really good yeah pacing is huge for me i've done multiple um you know kind of read-throughs of other stuff and i've just i've cut so much stuff out i've cut i've cut three thousand words at a clip you know just just hours of my time. I <laughs> just cut Dude, it you're all out. So good at that. Our first podcast that we Evan and I were doing, we got about forty five minutes into it, and Evan's like, "All right, stop, 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 stop." I was like, "Yeah, well, what's up?" And he was, he was like, "We got to start over." I was like, "What? No, dude, this was really good. Like, I was really enjoying it because, like, I don't know, I just you know think everything I say is just so good. No, not really, but you know, I didn't want to lose all of that time, and I was like, "No, no," and Evan's like, "It's already been deleted." I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> so I really like I would say you're the yin to my yang because you have those that ability to just be like nope done cut it that's why your book is awesome <laughs> I really appreciate you reading it. it it means a lot and you're welcome dude yeah I mean like why I mean I mean personally just I'm not trying to tell anybody else how to write or anything but like I mean why show the whole process of somebody standing up and walking out the door onto the street it's like mm -hmm. just they're out there you know like unless something is really happening internally like with that person on the journey from inside to outside, like don't write the journey from inside, just they're outside. Like it's, you know, moving on. We're, 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 yep. you know, um, and that's why like that whole first chapter could have been way longer. I could have described 
the whole inside of that place. I could have, but oh, it's um, very focused on what's important. Well, like um, there's this it's really cool part in On Writing by Stephen King, which I would highly recommend. On Writing by Stephen King, if you're a writer, obviously it's like the it's like the writing bible for some people, at least for me. It's a book that he wrote. Yeah, it's about writing. Okay, it's kind of an it's a little bit of an autobiography too, but he does this really cool thing where he. He does he does this kind of like description exercise and he says and I'm super paraphrasing here, but he says like there's a table on the table is a red cloth. There's a cage in the cage is a is a rabbit with the letter with the number eight painted on it. Okay, and it's like that is such a vivid visual in your head. Like you see that perfectly in your head, right? Absolutely. And it didn't take that. You don't have to describe what the cage is made out of, what kind of wood the table is, what kind of cloth the cloth is, what kind of fur the, the rabbit has, how big the rabbit is, the inside of the cage, the like the room, the walls, the lighting. You don't have to explain any of that stuff, you know, and like giving credit to your reader for their own imagination, like letting them do the heavy lifting because that's the whole they want to do the heavy lifting. You know? I like that concept a lot. Like your words are kind of the vehicle for their brain's own ability to create the surrounding like just just give me what i need you know right I like that. and you know obviously i do get a little flowery sometimes and i get in there and describe what some stuff looks like and but it doesn't have to be everything it doesn't have to be no. every second and if it is every if it's if it's always like that then it's just like laborious to get through you know like, i don't know if you ever read a um uh, a tom clancy book but he's you know some authors will use their their platform to tell the world how much they know about a particular subject. <laughs> and I really dislike it, especially when it's a subject that I just don't care about at all. And Tom Clancy is an amazing author. Like he's written some very, very good books. Uh, but sometimes you're like, okay, we're on page four of you describing how like the depth feature of this submarine works. Like I get it. You know, a lot about helicopters or submarines or whatever <laughs> he's describing. And it's just like, move on. It's not important to the story at all for me to know how their radar works. I think some authors can do it really well. Like, mm -hmm. um, there's a book called The Terror by Dan Simmons. Have you ever heard of it? Mm -mm. It's about, it's a historical, it's a, it's historical fiction, like horror kind of, but uh, it's about the two ships that left from, I think, England to chart the Northwest Passage over Canada in the 1800s. One of the ships was called The Terror. And I can't remember, I read this book years ago, I can't remember what the other ship was called, but it really happened. Like these two ships got stuck out on the ice and everybody died. Like it was just Ooh. a total disaster, right? So they're trying to chart their way through there and they all get frozen in the ice. And The Terror by Dan Simmons is kind of like this, there's something out there hunting everybody, right? Oh. And it's a really, really exciting, really good book, but it's 700 pages long. It's so long and it just goes and goes and goes and goes. And I read this interview with Dan Simmons, or maybe it was like a Q&A or like an Ask Me Anything or something. And it was mentioned that he did it on purpose to make you feel like you were stuck out on the ice with everybody. So he'd oh. kind of like repeat himself for like, it made you feel like you were kind of going crazy. Like, this is hell. He's yeah. like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what it was. And, you know, I think maybe he was just covering his ass like, Right. He overwrote it and he's like, well, it's a good line either way. <laughs> yeah, that's a really excellent book for any anybody out there that wants to read some some historical horror. I think that's going to wrap up the Monday morning minute for today. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us on your commute or if you're staying at home sick or if you just don't work today. We really appreciate your time 
and we hope that you have an excellent rest of your day and of course the rest of your week and also just a really really quick shout out on instagram i posted this thing challenging everybody out in the ether to try and beat my score on risky road and i was really really sure nobody would but my friend nicholas james beat my score of 69 with an 88 so nice job nicholas i'm really impressed do you challenge the instagram i challenged instagram <laughs> you were you got showed up bro i did well i also have to give a shout out to our newest patreon subscribers rachel cooper helena brigman and kendall Thank you so much. It means the world to us. And if you would like to support Book Reviews Kill, you can find the link to our Patreon in the description on the episode. Have a great week, everybody.